Jordanesh. Today is a snow day, isn't it, Carol? It is a snow day, yeah. I did go out for a little walk round, I have to say. Oh, did you? I haven't been out yet. How was it? Threw a few snowballs at Ooh. some like fine young men. <laughs> oh. You know how it goes. Did and, you get um, any in return? Or? I did, yeah. One oh. of them little buggers put some put some uh, something in, oh. inside it. Not quite the attention you were hoping for then. No, no, not no. really. I hope it was a Mars bar. <laughs> yeah, well, you would have smelled it if it wasn't, would you? Hopefully. Yeah, exactly. It didn't smell, yeah. so it's probably oh, well. fine. <laughs> how, ro- how romantic. Chivalry's yeah. dead. I, I think so, yeah. We're living in very unchivalrous times. Yes, well, hopefully you guys can provide us with some um, shiv. <laughs> um, so, um, <laughs> yes, let's let's see who's in the voice box. Bye-bye. Hello, um, yeah, this is uh, Barry Boswell. Um, uh, not so sure about uh, you ladies, you know, messing with the occult. Uh, yeah. I'm a professor of the occult at the um, Piketty Witch uh, <laughs> Theatre, and we do a lot of, you know, recreations of, of black masses and, uh, you know, early forms of uh, witchcraft. Um, I've submitted quite a lot of my content to the Witchcraft Museum at Boscastle. Uh, I like the idea of you ladies, you know, getting down and dirty with a few spirits, but um, just be careful that you uh, close off the room after, you know, might have a few nasty incidents with rogue spirits. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, get me involved. I'm quite happy to help. All right, bye. Oh, well, thank, okay. thanks for that, Barry. You thanks, kind of Barry, changed yeah. your tune midway yeah. through. I know, it's one of, like, these experts, isn't it? You know, they've got a lot to say, a lot of criticisms, um, but then they actually quite want to, like, be involved at the end of it. He signed off with, can, can, I, can I be part of it? I think he's, I think he's imagining us with, with spirits. I mean, as a disclaimer, Carol is a professional. You know, she doesn't, she doesn't go to your church of pickled onions or whatever it was, or your theatre. But um, she, she knows what she's doing. She always closes the room off. There's always a line of gin, you know, at the end, at the door frame. I always splash that around liberally um and you know some ambergris and some bath salts mm, oh, um it's all done very you know very professionally and i have to say to you uh, barry that obviously you're you know you're a man of um the occult and it sounds like a little bit more like witchcraft and black magic to me and that's not really what floats my boat i'm more to- to- about trying to talk to spirits you know and 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 real people and um yes occasionally you can have a mishap as we have found out um but yeah unfortunately uh there's not a lot you can do about that i think you just have to go with the flow i think you've managed to um You've managed to isolate Godfrey to your to your um to your pantry to your dry food cupboard, haven't you? Um, That's he's, right. He's in there. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. If you put put him in with a lot of dry goods, uh, then it tends to sort of like suck them towards it. You know, it's sort of a bit like osmosis, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, especially a very you know wet spirit like him. Oh, very um, very then, slimy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and and also you got um, you, there's a lot of Pringles in there, and so he's he's you know if he's hungry, you know he's he's I have he's left fine. a few of the caps off because I'm hoping that I'll be able uh, to close him off into yes, the Pringles, like Ghostbusters, but using a Pringle tube. <laughs> and then I might I might concrete them into the you know a bunker in the garden or something because it is a little bit 
hairy having to go for stuff, you know, every day for our dinner, you know. Well, especially pasta hard. with your carbonaras yeah, exactly. every day. I'm always in there for the pastas, aren't well, I? Imagine so. future generations, like it could be a film, couldn't it? Like some teenagers come into a concrete relic and inside is a multicoloured tube that releases a spirit. <laughs> like, we oh, should no. pitch that to Harvey Weinstein, shouldn't we? It's like it's like the wish master, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the Pringle master. Oh, what are your three wishes? Uh, although he wouldn't be granting you any wishes, I can tell you that. Just just a Pringle. Um, so, yes. Um, well, yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. We obviously appreciate your advice. Um I mean, yes, we, we, we would get you involved. It did sound a little bit like your intentions were um, are rather on the dirty side. Um, I think you probably mm. spend a bit too too much time thinking about us with spirits. So, um, you know, yeah. you might want might to clean up your act a bit and, um, oh, let's face it, come on board. Right. <laughs> Next we've got, oh, can you read that for me, Carol? Furry. Farina. Farina. All right, here we go. Oh, hi, it's Carolyn Cheryl. Um, it's Farina here. Oh, hi. Um, I'm just calling because um, I like your show, um, but I'm a little bit worried about, you know, you messing with the, the dark forces. It's like the voodoo and things. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but I had a dream uh, like a week ago um, after I listened to your show and you said the name. Um, Godfrey Parks uh, and uh, he came to me in my dream uh and it was uh, like the sexy and things Um, oh I didn't mind Uh he was quite a forceful man I like a big man but um, yeah I think you might be in danger Uh bye oh you're right Cheryl I'm all right. Yeah. yeah, just had a bit of a frog in my throat. Oh, they're all out today, aren't they? You've stirred, I know. You've stirred. You've oh, stirred I don't know where you're from, Farina. Uh, she sounds maybe a bit South American or something. Yeah, it's not voodoo, dear. No. I'm sorry. Um, I think probably it was just the suggestion uh, that came through during the show and it just made a big impression on you. And obviously you're someone that is very, you know, open to these things, I would say. <laughs> yes, I mean... Godfrey has affected all of our lives. Um, This is now our 10th podcast and um, those that have been on the journey with us, I mean, it's it's an open secret that Godfrey, you know, nine wanks out of 10, Godfrey at some point will will be in there. Um, I say embrace it. Um, If it does turn malevolent, Carol can do um, a kind of a spiritual... Alka-Seltzer, can't you? A bit of a cleanse, yeah, I can do that, definitely. Yes. Um, so don't worry, people, for goodness sake, we're safe, we're safe, we're safe. You know, we're, Carol has got a technique, she's basically got a spiritual condom on at all times, you know. Yes, yes. Right, and a real one, of course. Okay, and our last message, I think it's from the States, here's Katrina. <laughs> issuing a warning because we did not receive a reply from your email yet um the various attachments have a manufacturer's fault so we need to recall them urgently just wondering if you can tell them to and um, the postcode is one um and that's pasadena usa oh carol um Oh, okay. I think the same problem that's happened a few times, some of the calls are, are being diverted into the voice box. <laughs> they should be coming um, to suck and blow. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, I'll obviously, after the show, I'm definitely going to be <laughs> giving them a call um, just to find out what that's actually about. Um, yeah, it, I mean, obviously, I'm a tester for the Cyclodone um, system for any of the any of you that haven't been listening before, it's my, well, it's been made in conjunction with me, Carol Trimmer, um, a sex suit combined with lots of attachments and a sort of supercomputer that runs it all uh, across the internet. So, yeah, obviously there's going to be some 
slight, you know, like faults here and there. Teething troubles, yeah. you know. I mean, I've had think a few things singed, like we've said before, I'm sure. But, um, yeah, hopefully it wasn't the mystic peg they were on about. Well, you do. Oh, I mean, that's... Well, that's transformed and developed your connection to the other side, the mystic peg. It has. You know. I mean, I have to say... Um, things were quivering down there you know over the past week um and i was sort of feeling a few different tunes coming through so i think it slightly did um you know make some sort of connection as you say we didn't manage to capture it on the podcast because it was midweek and um but uh, carol actually uh it wasn't a musical um guest but it was it did come through on the cyclodone and um <coughs> You got a, uh, she got the a raspberry nun, didn't you? A French, French, um, French, um, Cathar nun, um, the raspberry nun, um, came through. Yeah. So, um, yeah. mm-hmm. it would be a shame, obviously. Um, my only question is, um, I do know, and I hope I'm not um, spilling the pig's ears here, but, um, I know you're developing a new attachment, which is the chili, chili attachment. Now, the people, I mean, how can they distinguish the burning from it malfunctioning or the chilli attachment, which is essentially a phallus shaped like a chilli pepper, which obviously has, is it a scotch bonnet um, Im- impregnated in the lining or, well, or a ghost it, pepper? Yeah, it comes with different, um, you know, pipettes with different strengths oh, of... Nice. Um, of peppers it's a bit like those like chili eating contests you know oh yes uh, yes so yes, for those yes. who've got you know less sensitivity down there um then you can use chili i mean we all know that it's something that's used to harm people shall we say you know like pepper spray in america yes. that's literally made of peppers um but yeah i mean likewise that i'm quite accustomed to sort of quite large objects um, I'm quite accustomed to quite a bit of heat and cold because, you know, if you alternate the cold and the hot... Extremes so we've got an of ice, temperature. We've got the icicle yes. as well yeah. as the chilli, yeah. Mm. Which, which so how do, do you both. avoid the icicle getting stuck or is that all part of, like, does well, it melt? Well, it's, it's you know? more like a refrigerated crystal you know that sort of looks like it's been sculpted to look like an icicle oh that reminds me of um (laughs) oh what was that film we like the when you say crystal um oh that one where they're where where when they're 30 they all get killed logan's run and there's that there's that underground crystal bit in there yeah, it's all. There's always like you know. I mean, you know me. I like yeah. a crystal. Obviously, oh, like yes. that plays into a lot of the you know seances and things mm. that we things that I'm doing. And obviously, you know, there's energies that yes. are channeled through crystals. And uh, you know, famous scenarios like in Superman, Superman Two, is it? I think when he ends up on, uh, or is it the first one? I don't know. Um, but when he's on the planet and he's sort of like speaking to his dad, you know, oh, and there's yeah. the crystals, like the crystals he puts inside a big crystal. Yes. Oh, <laughs> and I crystals, always felt yeah. quite, you know, like I don't know that spoke to me. Oh, very scene. much. And also, they yeah. were quite a quite an eighties thing. Crystals, you know what I mean. In 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 um when we were oh no, um yeah. So speaking of pepper spray, um. I've experienced that first and before lockdown, I used to regularly fly out in America with Carol to, to protest. You know, we, we used to like to um, to to join protests in America. We just, we liked the rough and tumble of the American police force. They're kind of, you know, British police, they're all a little bit too polite and, you know, have a cheese sandwich. Yeah. Oh, good afternoon, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, you, you'll have a real fight on your hands, which I do quite mm. like. And I was actually sprayed directly in the vagina with pepper spray. Um, oh, and bloody. based upon that experience... Because you didn't have any pants on, obviously. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't... I, I never do. I can't remember the last... I'll, I'll put them on if Steve wants them on. Like they've, He's actually bought me pat, pants that have a zipped crotch. But no, generally oh. pants... <laughs> yeah. Pants and me are, you know, are cousins what have really stopped being cousins and um so yes i i was sprayed directly and quite extensively in into the vagina with pepper spray at a close range well your technique was always 
to go vag first, wasn't yes. it? Oh yeah, you I'll sort always of go clamp, vag first. Clamp yourself onto the face usually of a, a policeman. You're much in the in the manner of Zangief. Zangief from Street Fighter, actually. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, like wrestling, sort of Russian oh, yeah. wrestling. A, su- yeah. a suplex, I think they call it. But, oh, long, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. long story short, it was that that market research that I could then take back to Carol and, and provide it saying, mm, we think pepper spray attachment is too much because they were going to develop, um, uh, it was basically, uh, it, it, it kind of protruded, um, automatically, hydraulically protruded into you and then basically sprayed pepper spray inside of you. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and at that, and I could go back and then say, Carol, eh, I don't think so. It's a bit... Quite much. a few problems with prolapses <laughs> on yeah. your end, wasn't there? Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know whether that caused it. I'm, I'm inclined to think it just exacerbated and already... Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I've learned from my mother um, that when I was, when she was pregnant with me, um, I was in her colon and I, I, I had a fetal prolapse. Um, I think I developed oh. from a prolapse and then turned into a okay. fetus and then had a prolapse. Wow. Okay. And and as you like to say, work hashtag work that prolapse. Oh yeah. Well, that was. And it still is very much an empowerment, you know, if, you know, come on girls, it's nothing to be ashamed of, work that prolapse, you know, it was meant to kind of get all the women together, okay, so, you've got a bunch of grapes hanging out of your Aunt Mary, jiggle it about, you know what I mean? Be proud, yeah. Be proud of it, give them a squeeze, have a drink. Like the Romans, you know. Right. Um So we onto the um emails. Okay, and emails. Hang on, let me just let me just log on. Yep. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. Um Carol, I'm gonna forward this one to you here. All right, yes, yep, let's start. Um okay, so we've got Crowlby Crust from County Antrim. I think Where's that's that? in Northern Ireland. Oh isn't it? right, nice. Oh Crowlby Crust from County Antrim. I can't do the accent. No, but, it's not know. bad. I'll try. Um I'm having a bit of a problem getting an erection during normal intercourse. I did get a semi during the clown scene in Dilly in chapter three. Am I a pervert? What can you suggest? Oh dear. Oh, yes. Well, um, just to start with, I have, Cheryl, quite a strong suspicion that we're dealing with a clown. Oh, really? Uh, Crowlby Crust, yeah. Well, yes. That does sound very clown-like. Um, and I think this could be heading down a road of, you know, quite a, a complex problem. Um, you sound like someone that, you know, is obviously turned on by clowns. But then are you a bit sort of ashamed of yourself, you know? I'd, it's an odd one for me because um I've I've known people with this with this condition and I've told Carol about it before. I think that if you're honest with yourself, Carol, I think you probably quite self-consciously wrote that scene in to that episode to perhaps appeal to 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 people with that particular kind of paraphilia. Am I right or am I right? Uh, well, it's, you know, I like to tackle um, all sorts of subjects. Well, we're and, diverse. Uh, yeah. Inclusivity. Yeah, exactly. And I sort of said, you know, as a disclaimer, wasn't it? You know, yeah. cool, is it chorophobia is the fear of clowns? Yeah, chorophobia and the love of clowns is And the chorophilia is the, is, well, it's like a sexual fetish for clowns yeah um so i think crowlby i think um (laughs) you're definitely in quite a conflict here i dare say that you're sort of wanking away thinking about those clowns and then you sort of catch sight of yourself in in the uh, the bathroom mirror and you're sort of repulsed by yourself you know and it could keep going round in cycles you know you'd never get out the house probably to do his day job. Oh, uh, what? So you mean he's he might have both conditions? Yeah, to get... exactly. Oh, I see. So it's like fueling itself up and up uh, and up. Yeah. Yeah. And he'll probably have that little tear on his cheek, wouldn't he, as he's trying to knock one out? Yeah. Oh, God, what do you um, think he can I'd... do? Well, I'd either say, you know, give up being a clown and just reserve that for your sexual fetish. Um 
or go the other way uh, um sort of start wearing a rubber band around your wrist and sort of snap it every time you think of clowns right. um you know and then just just try and focus on you know the performing side of things yeah. and not not the sexual side <clears throat> i mean does he say does he does he elaborate i mean i don't I don't know if he's a working clown, but um, obviously most working clowns, you know, it'll be um, children's tea parties, birthday parties. I f- I'd yeah. probably say if that's your line, maybe don't do that. <laughs> I know exactly. There's a yeah. little bit of a problem there, I would say. Because obviously if he's trying to, if there's any mirrors in the room, it, you know, you could end up with screaming children and lots of lawsuits, you know what I mean? I mean, it's it well, could... Well, and if he's just generally feeling either turned on or scared even if he's not touching himself then you know um you don't I want that you in could, your you could you instill know. the same fear in those poor kids or know, indeed so. encourage them to um grow up to have a similar thing which it could you know it's, it's highly problematic for, for the poor teacher in you know 2040 to have a classroom full of um people you know that, that are turned on um by being clowns Really, it's exactly. it's uh, it's it's bad. Yeah. Um. So, what's what's the next question? Right. Okay. Here we have. Here we have a question from Denise um Cruckby, and um she oh she's up in Doncaster, and now she oh Carol yes now she's saying hello Carol and Cheryl I'm a big fan of the show well thank you very much. I have been trying to give up smoking. I'm hurtling towards my mid forties now. I'm still um, still smoking through through a pack of day. Still still on forty a day, and um, it's I'm really worried about my health. I've just had my great grandchildren through. Oh, congrats! <laughs> I've just had my great grandchildren through, and um, I really want to be able to catch up with them, run around the park, and also you know I, I still have very active sex life with my. Oh, she said brother, but I might be autocorrect there. Oh. Um, yeah. Um, I hope so. With my, but, well, I don't, it can be nice, Carol. You know, look at Steve and I. Um, and then she said, um, essentially, she wants to be able to um, keep up, keep up um, the sex. So, yeah, I mean, smoking, um, it's hard, isn't it, Carol? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, we, we've been smokers. Um, it was pretty much like the coolest thing you could do wasn't it up to yeah. a point yeah. uh and i used to favor those really long thin ones yeah, didn't vogues. i like vogues you know like cocktail style just the name um, yeah but in the end i was like yeah it's just not good for your health and for your skin you know if you want to look young yeah, well, your your skin was i remember it was um the the texture of a fig roll outside and uh, it yeah. it was it was the color it was well it was g- literally gray it was like in fact you, your skin was like an elephant i'm not exaggerating that the amount know, of makeup yeah. they had to do to just smooth her complexion well i had spots at one point didn't i and then then it sort of yeah went the other way yeah. um so yeah had to do quite an extensive period of, of facial peeling <laughs> Uh, layers of you know sometimes sulfuric acid even i wouldn't recommend that <laughs> and there were footers but, going on as well i remember opening the map butterflying a foot the socks we talked about that before didn't we i you, forgot yeah. about that it was like a face mask with that underneath and then yeah. about five days later my whole face peeled off you know? yeah and then underneath it's like oh my god you're beautiful <laughs> you know it's like it's a bit yeah, pink yeah. but yeah well, well i've I've always grown up around smokers. My mum, my mum's a smoker. My husband Steve's a smoker. Um, Steve's parents were smokers. Um, we're all all of us smokers. Me and my extended family. And my mum, if you go in her ass, she's got these beautiful chests of drawers and drawers and drawers and you know dresses and drawers. 
every drawer in her ass is full of fags from duty free like 200 yeah anyone who's coming through like will bring her some won't they yeah yeah i mean she buys and sells i can't most of the furniture like my baby furniture and most of my toys as a kid were made of fag boxes you know kind of glued together couldn't even get in your cot could you bless you just full of fags yeah and i well i was i was born on a crate of john players um in Romford Market, in fact, because yeah. um, at that time... Didn't have nothing else to put her on. No. <laughs> and Because my mum, she had a... Well, it wasn't legal. She was selling fags down the market out of a bin liner and then her mate Smokey Joe had a stall. And, um, yeah, she was just like, I think it's coming, I think it's coming. Well, there were several of us, of course, but I was the last one. She actually gave birth, like, at different points in the market when she was trying to find somewhere to lie down, you know. There was, um, yeah. you know, Yvonne came out at, at, the, at the bloody, um, you know, at the, at the old antiques section. Yeah, to get a wheelbarrow in the end. Yeah, you know, bring, I, bring you yeah. all round. <laughs> Fiona came out by the TVs and it was, you know, it was, it, it could, you know, it, I think when Carol's kids were young, she used to tell the story as like an alternative to the nativity. Um uh, story. Um, so yes, um, I'm not really being much out. Right. So solutions. Okay. Yeah. What do you right. So my Steve, uh, he's cut right down. Um, Steve used to be on 800 a day, and he's he's now on 200 a day. I mean, which is still one every few minutes. Um, he's he's a chain smoker. He's yeah. He he used to smoke like ten at once. Yeah. He's still he's still smoking through the night, and he's got a little harness which um Carol had made via suck and blow. Just to stop him sleepwalking, so it's like a it's it's a strap that attaches around his head and holds the cigarette in place, and then there's a little arm which snaps back, pulls another one from a packet, clips it back in, and you know it's yeah. it's really and, and he the, smokes in his sleep yes. basically yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and um yeah. I'm I'm obviously immune immune to the smell of cigarettes I can't. It's all I've ever known. You can't I, smell very much no, at all. <laughs> no, generally no. No, what I've been through. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, but um, one thing that I do that's helped with me, because I, I used to smoke around, yeah, I, at one point I was probably on about 300. Now I'm, now I'm probably only on about 50. So one thing that happens is what I do is um, get a bit of am, right, and squirt mayo and then roll it up and you've got an am fag. You know, like, and you can pretend to smoke it and okay. nibble on it, and I suppose diff- different fillings. You know, any you you know could could do a carbonara one perhaps or a toothpaste if it's the morning. Yeah. Um, I like your style, yeah. yeah. I I I I kind of I like. Well, I used to have toothpaste on toast is my normal breakfast, but now I've moved on to this, like rolling up the toothpaste in the am. And then just getting in the car, going to work, you know, and then you with, with sort that. of like put it in your mouth and sort of pretend to smoke yeah, it. And, and then, then I, I nibble it. as I smoke, and because obviously yeah. I'm doing keto at the moment, so it, it, it's keto friendly. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's pretty good actually. Um, so yeah, any any ideas, Carol? Kind of quitting cessation. Yeah, I mean, I just ate a lot of carbonara after yeah. say. I put on quite a bit of weight again, didn't I? I, was, I wasn't quite reaching the the, no. the extent of my sort of early years. You know, uh, my name, my my maiden name's Barrel, so you know, just let's uh, leave that to yeah. your imagination. Descriptive. Well, I think. Yeah. Um, but then you know, once I stopped the craving of the smoking then this sort of carbonara intake became a bit more normal and my weight sort yeah. of balanced back well out, it was you know? um i think do, you know don't forget to say it was actually cigarette carbonara you you were including cigarette like you would light the cigarettes and then toss them with the pasta and carbonara <laughs> that sort of helps to put you off them yeah <laughs> Aversion therapy. Right. That's so, it. yes, we hope we've helped. We hope we've helped. So, um, well, I think now it's time for a little bit of a, a dip into the Ouija board. I can feel it in my dick. So, <laughs> um, trying to keep things spicy for you. Um, we've had quite a response in regard to the seances. Yeah, so, and I mean, chill um, out, I think- guys. 
we're going to make it a regular feature, I think, actually, because we've had a lot of, like, good feedback, never mind yeah. the doubters yeah. and the, you know, the people are a little bit hysterical about what might be happening when we're doing these things. And some of you that, you know, maybe you don't believe that I really am uh, channeling spirits, but I think it could also be, for those of you sort of, you know, psychotherapists, psychological people, you <laughs> might think that I'm sort of picking up on energy, you know? Yes. There's a lot of, a lot of spirituality these days. Well, there is, there is a certain about school, religions. isn't there? You know, yeah. people tend to fall in either one. And there are certain, you know, psychoanalysts that believe um, the you know the line of whether or not it's true is irrelevant. It's kind of messages from the paranormal that exists within you is the same thing because it exists within yeah. you, and it you know it's worth listening to. We could be channeling something about ourselves that runs quite deep, you know, into our past history. So with that in mind, I am, as I said before, I'd like to start doing a bit of time traveling uh, and just see where it takes me. Um, I. I have tried the past lives therapy before. I'm not sure I really believe in that, I have well, to I, say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm going to try to appeal more to, you know, the spiritual side and say, um, is anybody out there, you know, from a, a pastime? And I think we're going to go right back to the beginning. Right. Um, am I so, sitting properly? Am I? Am I all good or...? Yes, yes, I think you're all fine. Right, um, yes. I asked, I asked Cheryl to produce um, a few crystals. I've sent them round to her, so she's got a few rose quartzes. I've, I've got around. some Pepsi. Is that all right? Yeah, yeah, it's good right. to have a bit of fizz. And um, I've put my, um, put my crystals out in a formation. What formation? A cockle. Yes, exactly that. Because I think we always want to appeal to the sexual energy um, of our past ancestors. I'm a bit nervous again. Um, I think that's understandable. It's okay. Um, okay. It's a new ground for me. I haven't tried to go this far. Oh, back, don't say I that. Say. I, I like it when you said you've done it. Well, I think it's fine. You know, I think oh, we could be it? dealing with quite primitive uh, people, you know, maybe oh, language language isn't even formed. So just to let you know, you might be hearing something you've never heard before. So, okay. I am now going to open the room. I call to you ancient spirits from times of old. Maybe you come from a cave deep in the new forest or up on the high grounds of Wales or Scotland or maybe even from a rocky outcrop on one of the Channel Islands. So uh, here we go. Right, right, right. Oh. <coughs> 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 Uh, 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 Are you Sorry, I'm I'm gonna have to shut this one down. What is it, Carol? It sounds like it's got right. an awful cough. Closed off the room there. Splashed a little bit of gin there. Right. Yeah. Um, yes. Okay, well, that was interesting. Yes. Um, I sort of heard a bit of an echo. It did sound a bit like just grunting, but it was quite rhythmic. Yes. What did no, you I, think it I sounded like? I sensed the cadence of speech there. Yeah, yeah. I certainly had a feeling with it. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't say it was articulated in actual language or words, but no, more no. emotions, I would say. Oh. And they were very, very sexual. Really? Yes. Uh, my nether regions are quite inflated. So I think that says a lot to everybody that, you know, they were sexual beings. Yes. Um, I guess they had to be in order to survive, you know. How far and, back are we looking? Um, I would probably say this was actually a ne Neanderthals. Oh, my God. Oh, 
blind. So, you know, we're talking hundreds of thousands of years, probably two million, you know, something like that. Oh, I, I don't... Well, I, my uncle Jerry was in the Neanderthal, but... I mean, it's, I think, yeah, 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 strings exist of them. Um, I didn't know, I thought they were extinct. Oh, no, no, he's not extinct. You go in any bet, Fred, he's sat in the corner with a pint. Um, No, I mean, it might be. What's going on there? He does speak uh, after a fashion. It's mainly like, you know, is what. Is what he normally says, which that means pass the gravy. I'm drunk. <laughs> okay. um, it's, we all sit around the dinner table with earplugs in when he's around, but he's like, I'd like to play ten got... pounds on golden fry. Um, when he's in, when he's in the bed, got a shop. weakness for gambling. Okay, and a high oh, voice <laughs> by yes. the sounds of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah this much. one was quite low pitched, wasn't it? Actually, so maybe yeah. I got that wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, I, I was wondering if, if, um, if he maybe might need a lemsip. Um, I don't. Did, did Neanderthal? Did did they have access to Beecham's flu plus or lemsips? Who knows? I suspect they probably have some kind of remedies, didn't they? You know, they crushed up some leaves or something, put a frog in their mouth, whatever. But, yeah, um, well, that wasn't particularly fruitful, guys, but we'll welcome suggestions of where you'd like me to go next. Yes. (laughs) So, um, yes, that's very good, Carol. Um, Next, I think it is uh, confession time. Oh, Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Confession time. Yes, um, it's my turn this week. And um, when I was very young, um, Carol, I went, um, I went into your mum and dad's bedroom. Oh, okay. And um, I found that because Carol's father uh, at one point was he was a wrestler, and um, he yes, was in the group. Right. Yes, it started, I think, in the war. They would wrestle naked um, or oiled. Yes, um, a bit like you know, the Turkish way. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love googling image search that. Oh, God. Well, you know, which is why, you know, it probably stems from that. So um, He was that, actually they... called Turkey D, wasn't he? That was his wrestling <laughs> yes. name. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'd, I'd go up to Carol's, Carol's parents' bedroom and I go through their trunk, um, and there were photos from World War Two. You know those little kind of small square ones, and there was pictures of him um, naked, um, fully erect. Um, oh yeah, the, the naughty wrestler. pics. <laughs> yeah, and um, I used to, I used to go up and look at them, and oh, I know there was a bit of a bit of a brouhaha. Um, the pictures went missing. Um, well, yes, I didn't me. actually know what they were either, to be honest with you. I had seen those uh quite a young age. Uh, but, yeah, my mother was very upset about that. Yeah. I mean, were you shown the pictures or? I found them, shall we say. <laughs> okay. Yes. I took them. It was me, as you probably guessed. Okay, and, um, yeah, I've got that. <laughs> I slid them under the TV in the living room. I don't know why I put them under the TV in the living room. I just did, you know, the cabinet underneath with all the old VHSs. <sighs> I, I slid it under there and then I don't know why I didn't keep it in my room. Don't ask me. Probably because I wanted it near the VHSs. Cause my mum had a couple of blue videos, you know, so I wanted to get yeah. them out at the same time, you yeah, know. Right. I think she had Emmanuel on VHS, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I got so guilty. I got so scared of being found out. You know, I thought someone would find them and... You know, all the fingers are point to me because of what you know. Everyone knows it's your dad, and it's like, well, I doubt Carol's come and put them there. Um, so I got so guilty, I threw them up the back passage um, at the end of my garden that leads to the backfield. I oh, threw yeah. them over the edge, Carol's. Oh, I don't know God knows who found them. God knows who found them. Oh, oh, God. Right oh, over, you know I what? threw them right over, right over the back fence. Do you know what did happen? Mm. Well, let's just say they turned up in the in the local charity shop. <gasps> Who took the them counter. there? Why? 
my mum was was having a going down there and she you know sometimes there's some of the charity shops they have like a sort of <laughs> secret section um yeah i know curtained off it, yeah. it's what they pretend it's the changing room but it's got like a bit of a false back yeah i know i know yeah so obviously yeah some some donations come in from time to time and um yeah she found them didn't she and then she sort of said you know oh look at these pictures i found them of your dad i don't know how they got in there and is that when she showed you them yeah it was sort of like i never told them that i'd actually seen it before Well, there you go. Well, that's not too bad. I can forgive you for that, I think. Oh, good, good. You listen, I can't wait for it to be your turn. Blimey. Anyway, um, right, so we're going to move on now. What's the next segment? Carolina, my so I dear. I think we've got some fun facts. Fun facts. Okay. So, today we're talking about a medical maggots. Ooh. Maggot therapy. Oh, lovely. Did you know that in this day and age, medical professionals still using maggots? Basically, the idea is you put them in like a sort of a pouch and you can sort of apply it to a wound and they'll sort of work away on the dead tissue and the pus and things. <laughs> and um, right. it's sort of like, you know, it's quite funny, isn't it? Because like me channeling the old you know ancient peoples well it's something that us humans have been doing for like centuries like in gladiator i don't know if you remember that scene where he's been captured and he's got like a gash in it and like that um the african one he sort of chews chews sum it up and like puts it in and then there's like maggots in there and he said oh it's all right they'll clean it out for you yeah. So I was like, oh, that's crazy, that is. So I looked it up and I was like, oh, no, it is actually like a normal thing nowadays. Like Gladys down the road, she walks around with a big patch of maggots on her legs, you know. Oh, yeah, does she? Yeah, yeah, she does, doesn't yeah, she? So I just She's, thought that was uh, yeah. quite fascinating, really. It's quite disgusting. Are you going to do it? Um, I, d- I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's whether or not you can train them, isn't it, to kind of mm. like work on the things you don't want anymore, like sort of like didn't, dead didn't skin. your Mike, he, he kept them, didn't he, for a while? He actually did have a pet one, pet maggot once <laughs> called Beano. <laughs> and um, I think he didn't understand that they were actually, you know, fly larvae because it disappeared and he was quite upset. <laughs> Kept in a matchbox, oh, didn't he? Did he? St- <laughs> when he was a kid, not now. Um, and yeah. Oh, oh, good. Yeah, and he said he was quite quite disturbed, and then I sort of enlightened yeah. him, <laughs> basically. Yeah. I remember when you and I were get we went over to Egypt to Cairo because mm-hmm. we were the guests on, on a game what show. What was that there. called? The game show. Um. Um. It was called Al Um Alaniyek. And what's that in English? And, um, Is it like? It was something like, don't be that way or something, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, like, don't be that way. Yeah. Basically, we didn't know it at the time, but, um, you know, they, we thought we were going to just go on, do a song and give them a prize, of which we did, but we didn't realise the prize was us. <laughs> um, mm. You know, diff- different cultures and all that. So uh, as they announced the prize, suddenly the men are grabbing us and, we, you know, we're being taken backstage and then all of our team are having to be like, no, no, no. Yeah, and, and I think know, those, this is another and... Dave Stiltskin incident, wasn't yeah, it? It wasn't actually you know. a real, like, television show. Let's just say it was a, yeah, a porn channel. Uh, and a, <laughs> and a, Yes, and we were going to be, like, married off to the highest bidder. But luckily, by that point, Leslie was on the team and she stepped in. Um, and then, as we know, she's on the other side now. Which, um, prob- you know, <laughs> We like to sh- call sorry, her Leslie because sh- it's Leslie's yeah, body, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, but, yeah, well, Dave, Dave, we think, you know, more than likely had her murdered because um, he, he, he or perhaps did it himself because um, they they found it. She, it, was, it was at a pepper army factory and she was found in... Um, Several patches, uh, but it was too late to recall it. So, yeah. so we bought up as many as we could to yeah. get her in us. But anyway, um, anyone that tried to stop him would end up in a pepper army. Um, 
But yes, speak anyway, long story short, we saw lots of maggots on the streets of Cairo. There's this man with half a leg, maggots coming out. And that's when Carol told me, you know, Mike had a pet maggot. And I was like, oh, are you going to bring one home for him? And she's like, I don't think I'll get it through customs. I'm like, well, surely you could hide it. And then she said, I don't want to have to contend with flies coming out of my fanny, basically, any more than they already do. Um, so, um, yeah, that, that, that's been, um, I think that that's, maggots i think that um i'm quite familiar you, you mentioned they were kind of put on almost like a maggot compress well um my mum actually which she has maggot tea bags oh um, okay she gets tea and um kind of rolls rolls the used tea bag um in a bit of um, chicken that she's left out on the side overnight uh-huh. and then puts them all in the bins oh. and then yeah a couple of days later you got tea bag full of maggots oh and oh. she's um she's actually suffers quite a lot from gestational diabetes because my mum has a medical condition yes she's in her 70s but she's permanently pregnant um they're phantom pregnancies oh, um yeah. she, she you know she's often pregnant with you and know what, a kebab or something but... remedy or something Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's she. A lot of what my mum eats, um, it doesn't actually go to her stomach to be digested. It actually is digested in her womb, and she will then excrete the feces vaginally. Um, but yes, maggot tea really helps with it. So she'll sit down, you know, put the X factor on, put her feet up, and then um, you know, have have a couple of bowls bowls of maggot tea because you you put the you put them in a pudding bowl right. and let it infuse. Yeah. Uh, essentially, so um, yeah, it's it's all about the maggots, isn't it? <laughs> so now it's time for uh, King Off. We haven't had King Off for a while, and what is it this week? It's the King of Bins. Yeah, I mean, I have to say for me, uh, for years, I was a swing bin lady, swing bin mm. girl. Oh, yeah. Um, but I did tend to find that, you know, as you put something in carbonara, it tends to stick, doesn't it? And then it sort of swings yeah. and flicks it back at you. So I thought, I've got to move on. I like the way they look and the way they move. But I've got to go for something a bit more sophisticated. So I went for the foot-operated, um, you know, flip bin. Oh, classy. Yeah. Um, Understated, sleek, yeah. Preferably chrome, you know, something shiny. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, well, that's just you. You all over, you know, kind of shiny. Um, it's, before we move on, I, I must say, um, Carol, um, she went solo briefly to do a TV commercial yeah. in Newfoundland, of all places, Um and it was to advertise swing bins in the Northern Territories. Yeah. And she did a jingle that was actually released as a single up there. <coughs> and it was called, um, it was Swing Bin Girl, wasn't it? Can you sing a bit of it for, for anyone that remembers Swing Bin Girl? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was, we often did do little sidelines, didn't we, in advertising, yeah. like the binatone and all of that, yeah. Yeah, it was like, it was like this, like, I'm a swing bin baby and I like my bin. It was sort of like that, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. A bit like one of those sort of vocal harmony groups, you know, and they yeah. sort of layered, yeah, like the up, Andrews the, sisters, layered up my yeah. voice, so it sort of sounded yeah. like that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So never underestimate us. We've got, you know, we've got something on every in every thumb. For me, um, it's probably um like, you know, an industrial biffer um round the back of a restaurant, you know, oh, yeah. round the back of pizza have express. Like a, a properly big bin, haven't you? Yes. I mean, obviously, the number of times when I've woken up in one after a night out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can you can bed down really nicely, actually, inside inside one of them. And you can draw the lid over um, and have a really nice kip. Um, and there's there's loads of snacks, loads of kind of, if you've got the munchies, because piss people throw away... Well, I'm sure you oh, guys wow. have seen it on the street, like an old kebab or an old yeah. burger and chips. Normally, or my even mum. If you're in the one ones around the back of Iceland, you know they throw away oh. loads of good food. And it's all it's all come to temperature, of course, um, by the time the night comes round. Yeah, right. So you can have 
I don't know, you can have a Black Forest Gatto and then a Greg's Tika Slice. Probably which not the I corn ring. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Maybe you could. You've got the right constitution for that. Um, so, yes, that's that's our, our king of bins. Obviously, do write in and let us know what, what, what things you'd like to know the king of. Right, so next is our... Oh, sing it, say it. Sing it, sing it, say it, say it, say it. Oh, who have we got first? It's Mick. Michelle from Dewsbury. Right. Where's Dewsbury? Um, somewhere up north. Is it? I don't know. Oh, Before I go any further, can we have you on one of our records? That was amazing. Oh, no, gosh. It's like quite novel ways of being able to do a tune without singing the words, isn't it? We've had quite a few. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I know what that is. It's Simon and Garfunkel, isn't it? Yeah, are you going to Scarborough Strawberry Fair? Strawberry Fair. Oh, Scarborough Fair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's... It reminds me of um an, of the Wicker Man actually. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Lots of people roaming around with masks on and having <laughs> sex in graveyards. You know, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Christopher Lee was nice. He's still fit in that. You know what I mean? He's yeah. one of them people don't get it when I say about him, but there's definitely something oh about God, him. Yeah, he's always got quite because he's always playing like the like. Dracula or whatever, isn't it? Yeah, it's got like yeah. a long, dark got... sexual feeling yeah. about him. And I, I think he's probably, you know, being honest, I think he's probably got quite a big cock. Oh, of course he did. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll have to um, see if we can get older, Chris. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he had quite manky teeth, but oh, they all did back then, didn't they? Oh, like yeah, you look at on yeah, the buses yeah, yeah. and they're all shagging all these clippies and it's like... Look at them, they're disgusting. Yeah, just keep your mouth shut <laughs> and it's all right. Yeah, well, that's the best way, isn't it, girls? <laughs> right, who have we got next? Hello, it's Mary Broke Boys here. Um, I'm calling from Backshot and uh, this is um, this is my tune, so um, if you recognise it, let me know. Ta-ta, <laughs> Ta 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 Good luck. Oh, good luck. Good luck. Thanks. <laughs> Thinks it's quite a challenge, doesn't she? Yeah. Uh, Dickhead. Um, yeah, I'm a bit stuck, <laughs> I have to say, Cheryl. Really? Yeah. Oh, I knew it straight away. It's, it's my neck, my back. Yeah, it was on the tip of my tongue, I have to say. It was on the tip of your back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was um, really And also, dirty, I'm sorry one, I called it? you a dickhead. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry about that. It's not, not professional. Oh, well, I don't think well, you were far is, wrong, but, but yes, <laughs> we have to be kind. Oh, yeah, that was a really very sexual song that when it when they had the radio edit of it and they just they didn't say those words it was martin 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 and martin well i prefer that version actually yeah because it leaves it up to your imagination yeah right yeah but it was quite it it had that kind of medieval and it, you know, it kind of for us, obviously, it was one of the many things that led led us into to discovering more about it. And, and we since found out that um, my neck, my back, it's actually based. It, it's a Tudor lament, uh, oh, a minstrel's right. lament. That isn't makes it? sense. That's probably yeah. why this lady's heard it. I would say because uh, she's probably yeah. listened to the version that was covered by like the medieval oh. babes or something, isn't she? <laughs> oh right, like. Thy cunny and thy wince, or something yeah, like that, probably. you know. Lekef my backard. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, yeah, okay. Well, glad to have um, more contributions. I think we should um, keep that going. Dilly, um, coming coming through to you now. And is it the climax of Willie Croft? Yeah, well, am well, I this right? is it. We wanted to end with it because um, it is actually the final part of Willie Croft. Whoa. <laughs> Lady Sovereign Dilly Dally, Willie Croft Woe, Chapter 5, Dilly Beware. Vladimir sat on the window seat of an upstairs room looking across the fields of Willie Croft. He was meditating on his next move. Oh, what a rare beauty this English woman was, how I want her for myself. It was decided if he couldn't have her, then no one could. Vladimir snuck into the coach house and hid behind a hay bale. The coach boy, Willikins, entered and bent over a stack of saddles to attend to some horseshoes. Vladimir seized his chance. He leapt from behind the hay bale and ripped down Willikins' breeches and began to taunt him. Willikins, I shall tell the whole house that you are a pansy boy and you forced me to pleasure you if you do not do as I ask. Vladimir had noticed with amusement Willikin's shy glances towards his person previously, and so had known he would be easy to get on side. After he put Willikin's through his paces, he produced a file of white liquid. Willikin's took the liquid whilst pulling up his bottoms and bending to conceal his tumescent manhood. This will send the horse mad with lust. It is a Jewess of the mare's flanges. He ordered Willikins to apply the serum to one of the cart horse's phallus with his tongue. <coughs> Vladimir bobbed Willikins' head up and down with vigour until he was satisfied. George and Dilly had some engagements at the nearby town of Hawkham Split. It was a fine day and George had ordered an open carriage to be prepared for the journey. Buckles were clipped and reins tightened and before long the master coachman began to drive them away. Willikins looked on at the carriage with a pang of guilt. Vladimir chuckled as he watched the carriage trundle down the drive. <laughs> Willikins looked up at Vladimir with anxiety and anticipation. Vladimir made an unmistakably vulgar hand gesture and pointed to the barn. Willikins knew he was to receive his reward. George and Dilly were perambulating along the country lanes at a good pace. Dilly was enjoying the wind in her wig. They spied a pony and trap coming from up ahead at high velocity. It was Mr Dog Come the barber and his Arab mare Fanny. As he passed, he nodded and raised his hat. Dilly gave a wave, like the Queen. It was at this moment that Vladimir's serum took effect. <coughs> Suddenly, the driving horse let out a crazed neigh. Its eyes bulged as it started to look around wildly. It was snorting and foaming at the mouth. It thrashed against its collar and straps and then reared up and began to bolt. Dilly's head was thrown back in the manner of a ragdoll as the carriage accelerated and began to hurtle down the lane towards Devil's Elbow Creek, a notorious bend in the road. As they rounded the bend at high speed, they felt the carriage start to shudder. Dilly's breast jiggled violently, and she looked between the coachman and George in fear. She won't hold, sir, cried the carriage man. The horse has gone mad! The carriage just won't hold! The right wheel began to disintegrate under the stress of the turn. As the wood shattered away, the carriage lurched forward and impacted the ground. 
throwing Dilly and George clean into the air. The crazed horse continued to drag the stricken mangled wreckage for a few more yards before the coachman caught up with it and shot the animal several times in the heads. Dilly crawled from the bushes and brambles, a lot of which had become lodged in her hair, a breast hanging out of her dress and one of her espadrilles missing. Dazed, confused and much in the manner of a zombie, she stumbled towards George who had landed rather unfortunately on a phallic tree stump and was in considerable pain, though not without some pleasure, he later noted. Upon examining the horse's phallus, the coachman determined this had been a work of sabotage. Dilly didn't need to think twice about who the culprit might be. This was clearly the handiwork of Sir Pulmioff. Vladimir dined alone that night. He ate his ox tongue angrily as he mused on the failure of his plan. Willikins, as Vladimir ate, was lashed by the ankles and wrists on his back to a large cartwheel and the serum smeared over his genitals while a crazed horse's tongue roved over them hungrily. Vladimir knew he would be locked up or even executed when found. It was a just punishment in his eyes. Suddenly, George and Dilly returned home, covered in dirt and scratches. Dilly, go up to the boudoir. I will deal with this brute, said George. He produced his muskets and pointed them in Vlad's direction. Twitty, get Willikins down and fetch Dr Sperming. I think Dilly is beside herself after such an ordeal. Will do, sir, said Twitty. Vladimir, pull me off. I have no choice but to challenge you to a duel. It is the only answer and I find now that I do not trust your account of my dear Dilly. She told me everything and how you imposed yourself on her, but she resisted you at every try. Aha, that's what she tells you, George, but I know the truth. She will be mine and I will have her show her true colours. The two men marched outside and took twenty paces from each other. Dilly watched from behind the window above and could not believe her eyes. Her fate was about to be sealed. Would it be George, the kind and innocent man, who actually was a bit tame in the bedroom? Or Vladimir Pulmioff, who would be certain to commit her to a life of sexual adventure, excess and degradation? Shots rang out and the two men fell to the ground. Dilly ran down the staircase as if on a helter-skelter and rushed to George's side. George! My dearest, are you well? Uh, 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 he said. You are alive. Let me examine you, she said as she looked urgently over his person. She realised with horror that part of his manhood had been shot clean off. Dr Sperming arrived and at once looked through the bushes to find the end of George's todger. Twitty, fetch ice from the cellar and lots of bandages, Sperming said. I shall attempt to repair George with my newfangled surgical implements. Willikins had composed himself and went to examine Vladimir. Oh, he's dead, my lady. George shot him clean through the chest. Dilly felt a strange pang of guilt, loss and yet pride all at once. She had caused this tragedy, but she must be a real catch if two men were to be willing to die for her. Once again that night, Lady Dilly was in bed with a high fever and dosed up to the eyeballs with liver salts and paracetamol. The sperminator was puffing away and Twitty had to dispatch all of the servants to attend to both George and Dilly after Dr Sperming left. Two weeks passed and a lot had changed at Willycroft Manor. George was now confined to a clockwork wheelchair while his cock mended and had become embittered by his disadvantage. The couple sat down to dinner that night and Twitty brought out a large platter covered by a cloche. She lifted it to reveal a huge member, a donkey penis bent double on the platter it was so large. Oh, she exclaimed and Dilly blushed with the humiliation. George began to laugh maniacally. Oh, <laughs> silly dilly, does that float your boat? Is it like the cock of old Vlad? What had happened here, she thought. 
George was a different man, somehow cruel and not the soft and gentle giant she'd once known. Had the evil of Sir Pulmioff leapt into his person when he passed? Don't worry, my dear, a coach will be here to collect you this evening. You're going on a trip, a trip on the high seas with Captain Scabbard. If I cannot pleasure you, then I will ensure that somehow you will be. Dilly went white, whiter than her porcelain complexion had ever been. She was almost transparent. Well, oh, yeah, George, he's changed his tune. I guess it's I what, what happens to a man, isn't it, when they're, um, you know, have had their manhood affected. Um, I'm sure it's probably going to be fine. I don't know how Dr. Sperming reattached his penis, but um, probably in them days it might have been a little bit wonky. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so Dilly's off to the high seas apparently and uh, that doesn't sound good well maybe it does for her actually um well, he, yeah well he said that he, she's gonna be there's pirates i think so she's um, gonna be pleasured it, it, she, yeah. yeah yeah a lot of buckling and a lot of swashing um but just read george's um george's penis so it was it was blown off obviously in the jewel reattached i'm i'm imagining something um something crooked um but i I, i'm sort of picturing um the raccoons um you know um cyril cyril sneer um you know and his son is it similar color similar shape you know the noses oh i see yeah on those pink pink things i don't know what they were supposed to be but that you know there was the baddie and his dad right yeah Cyril, Cyril sneer. So yeah, if you if you kind of want want to get a measure of how uh, George Willie Cross Willie looks like, you know, if you Google Google the raccoons and have a look at um yeah kind of the Cedric sneer and um you, you'll get a good idea a good idea for that. So um yeah, thanks for joining us. We'll be back next time. Yeah. And um any kind of thoughts thoughts for the week ahead, Carol? We're obviously in quiet. Annoying, boring times, lockdown again. Is there anything? Well, get out and enjoy the snow while it lasts, really, and preferably do it with no clothes on. I think you'll find it's quite a nice experience. Maybe even bring out a little pipette of some um, some chili. Try out the two sensations. Go Scandinavian! All right, we'll see you next time, guys. Bye bye. Bye. Hello everyone, it's Cheryl here. Find us on YouTube, we've got some great content including music videos. YouTube.com forward slash Carol and Cheryl One. Fan page on Facebook is Facebook.com forward slash Carol and Cheryl. We're also on SoundCloud with our tunes. SoundCloud.com forward slash Carol and Cheryl. Please email us, write in. We're always listening. Email in with your problems if you want us to play a track, whatever you want. It's carolandcheryl at gmail.com. All of the ands in Carol and Cheryl are A-N-D. Carbonara Aspect.